Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 this morning for a message titled, Paying the Price. And so Jesus continues in verse 50, but I have a baptism to be baptized with and how, I, how distressed I am till it is accomplished. So Jesus is saying that this fire can't be kindled until he is baptized with the baptism he's going to be baptized with. What is he talking about here? Well, what he's talking about here is his crucifixion and death. And maybe you remember in Matthew chapter 20 when Mrs. Zebedee came to Jesus and she knelt down in front of him. It was very dramatic. Her boys there with him, Jimmy and Johnny. And she asked, you know, Jesus, will you do a favor for me? And he says, what do you ask? And he said, she said, when you enter into your glory, will you allow my sons, Jimmy and Johnny, to be on your right hand and your left hand? What she's asking for James and John is that they be, James be the vice president and John be the, what is it, speaker of the house. You know, basically number one and number two. And that's who she wants, that's what she wants for her kids. Now, she thought she was asking for that, but what she was really asking for, as we'll see what in Jesus' answer, she was asking for them to be the ones who would be on his right hand and left hand when he is, is going through this baptism. Notice what Jesus responds with. In verse 22, it says, that, But Jesus, Matthew 20, 22, But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. And he's talking to the disciples now. He's not talking to mommy anymore. He's talking to James and John. He says, are you able to drink of the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. Huh. Remember those arguments that they all had, who's going to be the greatest and, you know, all that? This is where they're jockeying for position. Like, okay, we're going to take the opportunity, get mom involved. Who's going to say no to mommy? right? Get mom involved, and then we're just going to ask, just this big ask. So Jesus said to them, and they said, we're able, right? That's crazy. He says, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when they heard, when, and then when the ten heard it, that's the other ten disciples, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. I can imagine that they were. You know, I mean, there's all these discussions about who's going to be the greatest and jockeying for power. But what Jesus is saying, are you willing to be crucified on my right hand and my left hand? Well, who, who was that? It was the two thieves, right? And that's what they were asking for. They had no idea what they were asking for. And yet he said, you will drink of that cup and you will be baptized in that baptism. Well, what is he talking about there? Now, I've always thought, and, and you know what, I just had a theory, but it was interesting as I was kind of pondering this and thinking about it and praying about it, because we know from church history, James was the first to die, right? James was the first disciple that cut off his head. You know, he was, he was the first martyr. 
of the disciples, of the, of the 12 apostles. But John lived out his days. He was boiled in oil, we, we believe. You know, this is what Fox's Book of Martyr tells us. He was boiled in oil, but survived somehow, and then was exiled to Patmos, apparently unscathed. And then he lived out his days in Ephesus as he died of old age. So what is Jesus talking about when he says, you will be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with, and you will drink the cup that I'm going to drink? And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, maybe he's talking about the fact that every, every, every Sunday here, and oftentimes around the world, we drink that cup of Jesus' death in remembrance of him. That we, we partake in, his, in the fellowship of, of his death as we drink of that cup, remembering what he did for us. In fact, there's really no suffering on our part when it comes to that. And then the baptism that we're baptized with, that's a baptism unto death. Remember when we're baptized, that's what we talk about. This is, you know, dying with Jesus, the, the idea of being buried, and then we rise from the dead. Is that what he was talking about? Is, is the fact that it's not about you suffering, it's about me suffering, it's about you remembering, it's about you joining me in that through your baptism and cup. I don't know, but it just seemed provocative to me as I thought about it. In Matthew chapter 26, we remember what Jesus said right before the crucifixion in, in verse 39. In the garden, he prayed, oh, fa- oh my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but as you will. So he's going to drink of the cup of the wrath of God to its dregs, and he will become victorious over the grave. And again, that's what we celebrate as we take communion every, every Sunday, that Jesus paid it all, that he did it all. When we accept Jesus, he, he fills us with his Holy Spirit. He come, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell upon, in us, and, and then as, as, as the Holy Spirit fills us, and comes upon us, he, he sets us on fire to be witnesses to him, as it tells us in Acts chapter 1, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, whatever that is for us. I guess that would be Emmett and Jem County, Letha, I don't know, <laughs> and then Treasure Valley and the uttermost parts of the earth. But, you know, I, I think that what's interesting when we think about that is that when we accept Jesus, and I know that you've experienced this, there's a cost to that. There's a huge cost to you when you accept Jesus. It'd be nice if what, you know, some preachers preach, that if you accept Jesus, you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. You'll never be sick. And, you, you know, if you have enough faith, you're going to have all the money and everything you want. I mean, that'd be great, I suppose, in the, in the interim. But that doesn't seem to be what the Bible says when it talks about what happens when we accept Jesus. And one of those consequences, one of those unintended consequences of accepting Jesus is what he talks about in verse 51. And this is one of the costs. Do you suppose that I came to give peace to the earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. Now, this is kind of interesting to me. Jesus says, do you suppose I came to give peace to the earth? No. Division. Wait a minute. Jesus says almost the opposite of that in John chapter 3. Now, of course, we know that he says, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But then right after that, he said, and up on the slide you'll see it, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the, that, that, but that the world through him might be saved. And so Jesus, he, he didn't come to condemn the world, but that, that through, through him the world might be saved. Well, what, what's this 
I didn't come to bring peace to the earth, but division. It almost seems to be the opposite of what the angels proclaimed at Jesus' birth. Remember, if you remember the Christmas story, which I think we all know that, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that, that the shepherds were watching their fields and the flocks by night, and all of a sudden there was a heavenly host around them, proclaiming to them that in the city of Bethlehem, the son of David had been born, the Messiah, the, the prince is, is born. And they said, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So what is Jesus saying that he's not come to bring peace, but to bring division? Now, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because Jesus does come and God does come and sends his son into the world to make peace with mankind. But the whole world, as the Bible tells us, is under the sway of the wicked one. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, he came to his own, but his own would not receive him. But as many as would receive him, he gave them the right to become children of God. So we see that happening as Jesus comes into the world and he shines his light into, into mankind. And we have that choice, don't we, to, to say yes to Jesus or to say no to Jesus. And maybe you talk to some people who have said yes to Jesus and they're very excited. The fire comes in them and they're excited about everything that God is doing in their life and God is changing them. But then you, you meet other people who say no to Jesus. And it's a very different story, isn't it? They don't want anything to do with it. In fact, they can be angry about it. They can be hostile towards you. And, and the unexpected consequence of that decision is that you will find yourself sometimes at odds with the people that you love the most. And so Jesus tells us in verse 52, for from now on, for from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against her mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. We already knew that. And daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And I know that some of you have felt this. You got saved, you came home, you talked to your parents about it, or you talked to your spouse about it, you're like, I just accepted Jesus. And they're like, oh, you did what? You know, and, and people who are going through a hard time, you know, I don't know how many people I've, I've heard, you know, say these words, man, I've never been happier in my life. They're going through the divorce, they're going through the difficulty, or they're going through the storm, and, and yet they, in that, they came and they talked to, to me or to one of the pastors about Jesus, or they talked to a friend about Jesus, and you're kind of discipling them through that, and you're telling them, get in the Bible, be in the Bible every day, you know, drop everything at the, at the feet of the Lord, you know, press into him, and they do, and they're like, I feel so much joy, and my life has never been more messed up, but I feel so much happiness, so much joy. I love it when I hear that, and, and it's, it's the experience of so many people. But then I also hear, boy, my family isn't happy. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Till the very moment when I come home, I'll sing, I'll
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.